Well, hello and welcome to the Transfix Take On. I'm your host, Jenny Ruiz, and today, Gladys Dryling, Vice President of Data Operations and Delivery at Supplier.io, is taking on diversity in the supply chain. Gladys is responsible for the operational and strategic aspects of Supplier.io's master database and the customer and delivery support of Supplier.io's data and diversity analytics products. Gladys's experience spans over 30 plus years in the information technology sector where she spent the majority of her career building large-scale integrated data solutions for Fortune 100 organizations. We also have our very own Pat Blute, Head of Sustainability and ESG at Transfix, and I'm incredibly honored to welcome both of you to the show today. And Gladys, welcome for the first time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be here and uh, can't wait for our discussions today. So why don't we get started right away? It's no surprise that over the last five years, shippers have really started to invest more in providing equitable opportunities to their suppliers. I would love it if we could start by setting the stage with what supplier.io is seeing in terms of the increase of spend when it comes to supplier diversity initiatives. Yeah, well, you know, shippers have come to us at various levels. So they come to us just from starting a supplier diversity program to having a more, more mature diversity program. And they're really looking for a solution that's centralized and cohesive, where they can have access to our diverse, um, you know, diverse suppliers as well as their certifications. And we also provide them tier one and tier two reporting and analytic capabilities, and even an economic impact report to help understand how their diverse spend has impacted and improved the lives of their communities by measuring the jobs that were created, the wages earned and taxes generated and more. So wherever they are in their supplier diversity maturity, we've really built solutions where they can identify where they are, grow, and then continue to nurture and mature their programs at any stage. But what's really exciting is that the supplier diversity programs, as they mature, there's an increasing level of executive engagement. So not only are 61% of CEOs engaged in supplier diversity, but we're seeing more and more supplier diversity leaders meeting with their senior leaders on a regular basis and presenting the status of their programs. And so this is a great example of how supplier diversity is going from a pilot project to being part of the standard company operations. And I don't know, you know, Patrick, are you seeing that in your, you know, in Transfix today? Absolutely. We're seeing all across our network an increase in both uh, demand and excitement around incorporating diverse suppliers into their network. Uh, because there's real business growth and real business impact. Yeah, that, that's that's great. You know, the other positive news that we're seeing is that organizations are saying supplier diversity is simply just how they want to operate as a company. Mm-hmm. They see supplier diversity as a core to who they are as a company with 81% reporting. They do it because it aligns with their values and corporate culture. And so nearly 80% of it, they see it as, as part of their social responsibility, Right. And so it's exciting to see that the positive business um, impact organizations are experiencing. 63% say that supplier diversity is a way to improve the supply chain competitiveness. And almost 50% report that enhances their brand image. So that's, you know, that's great to to hear. Um, And so in our work, you know, we meet with leading supplier diversity managers across the country. And so we're really seeing more and more organizations use supplier diversity as a business differentiator. So those numbers, I would imagine, have increased exponentially over the last couple of years, would you say, Gladys? Um, Yes, I would say it has increased over, 
you know, before, I would say even before COVID, right, um, it changed our landscape, right? It was when we had, uh, before COVID, I would say the supply, um, supplier diversity rates on an average we were seeing from customers were about five, six percent. And I'd say it's been doubled wow. <laughs> over, you know, since since then. So it certainly has increased over the years. That's awesome. I mean, Pat and I can geek out over this every single day and we do. Um, now that, you know, the supply chain industry is definitely one where partnerships matter and referrals are also the most preferred way to kind of gain credibility and traction in the industry. How often would you say suppliers refer other suppliers to supplier.io? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, when you mentioned to me earlier that, you know, you're hearing more and more um, asking you know, how do we get onto supplier.io's database? How do we, I think that's great to hear. So we really encourage our customers to encourage their suppliers to register with us. And it's only, you know, it's just a win-win um, situation all around. Yeah. So suppliers are exposed to our customers who use our, our robust Explorer tool to search over 2 million diverse suppliers and 4 million certifications to, to discover new suppliers. So um, in terms of, you know, I would say that our growth over the, uh, the past few years, we've averaged about 11,000 new suppliers added to our database a month. Wow. So I'd like to think that some of that is due to suppliers recommend, you know, recommending others to join. Um, uh, and we also have a tier two solution that I believe Transfix knows about, mm -hmm. that prime suppliers are also providing information about their own diverse suppliers. So again, I know Transfix, you guys are doing this today, so. Pat, That's do you want great. to talk a little bit about that? No, absolutely. And, and thank you, Gladys. I think um, we're uh, extremely proud to be a member of tier two. So tier one being uh, you've hired a supplier, they're recognized as diverse. Um, and really the power of our network is we have so many great diverse suppliers that being able to pass that credit on to our shippers through tier two reporting um, has really been a, a fantastic way to uh, continue to scale uh, the diversity network of our shippers. So I would love to also just set the stage for possibly, and I'm going to just noting throughout the show, I may say supplier, I may, I may say carrier, depending, you know, interchangeably for our business, we refer to this as, as a carrier, but Gladys, can you kind of walk us through the qualifications for someone who may not know, right? What it means to become a diverse supplier. So um, what we do today is we source our, database from public agencies who do the certification themselves, who vet out the fact that, oh, yes, this company ABC is truly diverse, is, um, you know, operating, um, diverse being whatever that may be, minority owned, women owned, LGBTQ, whatever the qualifications are. So we source our database with um, those, that data as well as we enable suppliers to come register with us and our platform to self-identify or self-certify themselves as a diverse supplier. So we have you know, different avenues in, in terms of being able to capture that data. And that is, again, the beauty of our solution is that we have both, both ends, right? The certification agencies as well as self-certifying self um, capabilities. That's incredible. And, and also provides a lot of equitable opportunity, like we mentioned up top, that maybe some of these carriers may not have been privy to previously. 
Um, Pat, for you, I would love for you to talk us through, you know, you did a listening tour not too long ago for some of the carriers in our network that are uh, registered as diverse suppliers. What were some of the things that you were hearing and, and talk to us about the pride that is associated with that? Absolutely. Well, I, I think what's so exciting about this partnership really is what we've been able to build together is a first of its kind at the DOT number level, understanding of diverse carriers in the supply chain and in the logistics space. So we're super excited about that partnership. And for the carriers who are in our network, there is such a sense of community, of collaboration, of camaraderie by being able to really champion uh, the heritage of the business, um, the way that it came about, but also the fact that more and more shippers are seeing that the power of diverse suppliers, the power of accessing and providing opportunities to a lot of different communities around the countries, particularly with this amazing economic driving force that is the supply chain. Um, it's just extremely incredible to uh, know that these conversations and these stories we've had on the ground are um, reflective of an entire movement. So back in December, Supplier.io published this incredible piece that was called Translating Enthusiasm to Action. It's one of my favorite pieces. And uh, further, furthermore, actionable insights from uh, the state of supplier diversity, citing three ways companies can put movement towards their interests. And I want to note those three ways, um, you know, setting attainable goals, automating the process, but first, and I think most importantly, closing the knowledge gap. So Gladys, can you give a, can you give our audience further elaboration on how they can close the knowledge gap at their organizations? Sure. So, well, we're seeing some good news with the increase in the executive support. We do see some concerning data around accountability and ongoing processes for the supplier diversity programs. Um, respondents reported about a third of them do not have any clearly defined supplier diversity goals, and nearly two thirds say they do not hold managers accountable so that supplier diversity metrics isn't even part of their performance reviews. So this may be a challenge, especially for the newer programs as they try to grow, but we hear some of the most successful programs, how important it is to have goals and metrics and to speak the language of the business. So while it's good that organizations have executive support and it's becoming simply you know, how they do business, metrics and accountability are key to long-term business and the success of their programs. So one of the reasons we may be seeing this problem with accountability is because managing supplier diversity programs for many organizations is very, very manual. And at Supplier.io, we spend a lot of time tracking and updating our data so that we know how difficult this process can be. Um, most supplier diversity managers are manually collecting information during the supplier onboarding and half are manually reaching out to suppliers you know, as needed. So even more concerning is that 26% are still managing all of this in Excel. So the way of managing and tracking diverse suppliers simply just cannot scale. So luckily, organizations are starting to see the value in the third-party data services to help you know, keep up with this daunting task. You know, it's so interesting the more we hear about um, specifically in trucking and supply chain, everything is being run still uh, in Excel. Pen and paper. <laughs> yeah, pen and paper, fax machines, what have you. Pen and paper, yeah, yeah, I know. So one of the interesting statistics I did want to share with you guys was um, talking back, uh, you know, how we've seen an, uh, an increase in, in the um, supplier diversity uh, usage. So in 2020, after COVID, our total number of suppliers in the transportation industry who registered with us increased almost 60% to 
wow. year over year between 2020 and 2022. So that was 2020, 60%, you know, from 2020, 2021 and 21, 2022. And that's incredible. So just the first two months in this year alone, we're already at 30% of last year's registrants. Whoa. So wow. we're seeing this, you know, trend and, and hopefully, you know, maybe Transfix is the one that's helping us here <laughs> in terms of, of this growth. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, and Gladys, completely agree. I think um, like when we were speaking with uh, a great carrier in our network, um, uh, Scott Freud from um, Tri-F Logistics, he was saying that they had originally signed up to be a diverse supplier because of a government contract, a government opportunity that um, uh, gave them a, um, a strong advantage and opportunity. It was a state-run federal thing. Um, but there's just this excitement and enthusiasm in the private sector that um, this is growth. This is untapped opportunity to really make sure uh, in all best practices for procurement, you're finding the right people to uh, drive forward initiatives all over the country. Yeah, that's great. You know, it's interesting too, because I think once shippers adopt this investment, the more shippers that do over time, right, the more it strengthens the partnerships between them and their suppliers, which is the overarching theme I think that we've been hearing over the last, probably since uh, the pandemic, unfortunately, that was the black swan event that really, you know, provided this opportunity. But it's really awesome to hear that we're seeing that 60% year over year growth on your end. I mean, I, I, I get very excited to hear that because, you know, we at Transfix partner with a lot of these smaller organizations. So to hear that that number is increasing just speaks volumes. Yeah. I want to shift gears just a little bit. Um, on Supplier IO's website, you note that benchmarking is critical to the success of implementing supplier diversity programs. But, quote, despite how important benchmarking is for goal setting and perspective, many programs either don't utilize the strategy or are using bad data to benchmark against, unquote. Um, what do shippers, in your eyes, Gladys, need to do to consider, or, or consider rather, when building a successful strategy mm -hmm. for their goals? Well, you know, we talk to leaders in some of the best in-class programs that are successful in beating the industry averages. So there are a few trends about how they build their programs. And um, so I'll talk a little bit about that. So they do reach out to senior leaders and make sure that they've got an engaged executive sponsor who can clearly communicate the importance of the program to the executive team and the cross-functional partners, not just in procurement, but even in sales and marketing then they need to keep those executives engaged with regular updates that includes metrics, right? It's all about the data. They also need to make sure that they are aligned to the story of the business and that they know what the major initiatives are for that or for the organization. And they're able to make direct connections between bringing in more diverse suppliers and those company goals. So an example is Facebook. They care deeply about innovation. So supplier diversity, that team has made a clear connection between the new ideas sourced from diverse companies and their own company value of innovation. And they're a tech giant, right? So they set the precedents for the rest of the, not to say smaller, but but by size, I simply mean, you know, tech organizations in the space. So it's that that's awesome. Right. Exactly. Now, despite the growing interest and investment in supplier diversity, there are still unfortunately, some apprehensive shippers out there, or perhaps some of them haven't even considered thinking about including this in their ESG goals for whatever reason. What key data has really turned 
an apprehensive shipper into a proactive one? <laughs> well, um, you know, as we spoke a little bit about benchmarking, the shippers are, you know, I'll use your terminology. <laughs> you should say customer, our customers, yes, shippers, yes. should really know where the program stands first and then find those opportunities opportunities to grow. So by leveraging data-driven insights by industry and then determine what's the best in class and the diverse average. Um, you know, when we say best in class, we say that represents an average of the top 20% of our benchmark data. And then we say, you know, learn from those best in class. Where, they, where do they find diverse suppliers? Where do they spend with diverse suppliers? And learn about their strategies. And they can also look where their program results outperform and underperform, and then by how much. So these underperforming areas are obviously opportunities where they can grow their program. Um, and then having the right data in your fingertips to be able to tell a story about where you are in your program, then identify where you wanna be, where your goals are, right? And then determine what are the possible areas and opportunities to grow are all possible through our newest benchmarking product <laughs> recently lost this launch this month. So very excited about that. Can you talk to us more about that? I feel like it's- Congratulations. A, yeah, congratulations, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just everything I've described is okay. uh, in your fingertips is basically allows you to see and measure, you know, where you are based on um, your data, Your, for example, your last data enrichment, Patrick. We can see from there, how are you measuring up to um, whatever industries, you know, could be manufacturing, could be health, it could be um, various industries that we have available to, um, you know, to uh, review from. So it's to compare to. So it's a great tool that, again, has been just launched recently, and we're very excited about it. And um, I think these are the kind of tools that are very valuable for you to understand where you are and how what you need to do to get to meet your goals. That's awesome. Pat, I would love for you to talk talk us through what it's been like because you've been working with um, with some of our top customers and getting this information to them and helping them in further invest and meet their goals. What has that process been like? Absolutely. I think, uh, thank you, Jenny. I think Gladys's uh, take on what a sophisticated shipper organization um, does correctly has just really resonated across uh, the customers that we've been working with on this. They have really clear, smart, uh, specific, measurable, achievable, are time-bound. We'll look that one up. Realistic, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smart goals where uh, what they really are, are leaning into and focusing on is uh, the growth of their business by DEIJ, by inclusion, by making sure that opportunities are available and they're finding the right people to work with them. Um, what's fantastic about supply chain and transportation overall is we have such an opportunity and so many uh, at the county and city and uh, town level, the ability to really find source and partner with um, the most amazing carriers who all really bring um, so much value to these organizations. That's I, this is an exciting movement, I think. Gladys, do you feel the excitement? Do you, you know, I, I know that oh, yes. you've been in this industry. Yes. For yeah, well, you know, I've only been in the industry for about six and a half years or so, but it, you know, I love this industry. It's uh, one of my passions in terms of just, you know, it, at the end of the day, it feels good to be doing something that really does make a difference, right? Um, in terms of, 
not just the diversity side, but you know, getting into the sustainability side as well, the environmental. So we're really looking forward to stretching out our own capabilities into that space as well. So um, very, you know, blessed to be in this industry, I would say, and appreciate this time. Absolutely. Well, there seems like there's going to be a lot of exciting things. You kind of tease it there, but I won't ask too much because I know it's still in development <laughs> and that's not fair. Yeah. But that's really awesome. How for, I, I mean, it seems obvious we've been mentioning supplier.io, right? But is there any specific uh, portion of the site that you want to direct maybe suppliers to, or should, is it as simple as signing up on the, on the site? Yeah, this is certainly we can just go to supplier.io and uh, you can find uh, an area where there says suppliers. And from there, you can uh, find the link to register with us. So welcome any you know suppliers to, to register with us and um, get added to our database. So you can be found by many of our you know customers. So incredible. Well, there's a lot of opportunity here to be had. And we really appreciate your partnership with Supplier IO. I mean, I, I know, Pat, you can you can probably speak to this better than I can since you've been working closely with Gladys. No, Jenny, this real movement, I'm going to give you 10 hands in the air to just say <laughs> um, you've been instrumental in really making sure that we as Transfix know um, the carrier networks, the companies, the opportunities, the networks, and really just the passion that fuels this industry. Diversity is such a huge part of the fabric. So thanks to your efforts over the past 99 hundred-ish episodes and six years at Transfix, you've really identified the right people to power us in, to power our industry, power innovation, and really drive us forward. I appreciate that, but we couldn't do it without Gladys. So thank you again for an awesome show today. You're welcome thank back you. to come time. Thank you. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.